beginning. We'll do this until my wife gets home and realizes what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm going to have to hang I'll, up on her. I'll probably hang up. On me. And just act like nothing was going on. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> I was just watching pornography. <laughs> I was masturbating. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Autopod Decepticast. This is your weekly podcast that delivers a minute-by-minute breakdown of the 1986 Transformers movie. This is episode 47, so we're covering the 4601 to the 47-minute mark. I am your host, Aaron, and with me, one in person and one via speakerphone, are the number 9 and number 14 rated <laughs> podcast co-hosts as compiled by my favorite publication, APDC Weekly. Oh. I'm proud to have them here as part of this team. Guys, please introduce yourselves. Uh, I'm Ryan, and I feel like those are pretty low rankings for our own publication that I've just learned about. <laughs> Hey, it's, I'm sorry the editors made their decision. But <laughs> it's not seems on like I've got railroaded. It's not on me, man. <laughs> and uh, joining us via phone, and, and this, he's a real trooper. He wasn't actually going to join us at all today because he's suffering from pneumonia. But uh, are you still with us or are you dead? I'm still here. <laughs> and how are you feeling? I feel like I have pneumonia. <laughs> So not um, not so good. No, I don't feel so well. Um, I have pneumonia. I'm at, I just uh, imagine having the sensation that you need to cough every waking moment and trying to suppress that instinct just so that you can have some moment of of <laughs> of happiness. Oh no, that sounds awful. I've never had pneumonia. I don't think. I think this is a first for me. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, so Caleb might not be with us the whole episode, but he did uh, call in uh, at least uh, to put in uh, an appearance on the show. Yeah, man. Well, I'm glad you did that because without you, uh, I mean, most people don't want to even listen to us. Hey, I'm I'm not the number 14 ranked (laughs) co-host. I'm glad you took 14 because it was nonspecific. It sounds like he's taking number nine and giving 14 to you. Oh, well... what am I? Which one am I? I uh, you'll have to pick up the next issue of APDC <laughs> Weekly. Find out for yourself. Um, I am glad that Caleb did make an appearance because I could not bear if we put out one with it's just Aaron and I, and then all we hear is, "Oh, it's not. It's too stupid without Caleb there. He's the best part of the show." Well, that's why I called in. I wouldn't want you to have to suffer through that. Now, nah, just me sitting at home reading Twitter, digging a knife into my leg. Well, I wasn't aware that you had a nice thing, but <laughs> sure. I got to do it to feel something. Sure. All right, I'm going to bring this back into Transformer Town. <laughs> Guys, Thanks. we're at episode 47. We're almost a 50. I Holy know. shit. We're, we gotta, should do something special for 50. 
Did you guys think we'd make it this far? Do you think it? Did you think it would last? I uh, yeah. I mean, after our first couple episodes, I I didn't see a reason why it would fade away. Like most things, where we just don't end up doing anything about it and just let it die. We need to take this energy into productive realms, like some that will make us money. <laughs> Maybe yeah. Well, a word of caution: I might not make it to fifty-one. <laughs> That's true. We were yeah. I think I'll probably put it at the end of the episode, but uh, we may be recording Caleb's last words as we speak. Should we make one of those sort of uh, time of your life videos, video like... montages, just in, in the event of Caleb's? You know, untimely death. We should actually probably do that constantly, like they like newspapers do, where they update famous people's obituaries just in case they die, so they and can go to print. Sometimes they accidentally get published. Mm-hmm. We should. Oh, we should create a video for Caleb. As I hoped you had the time of your life, or in the arms of an angel. Caleb, what music would you like played at your funeral? Now that we're back uh, to this again. <laughs> I would like that that Tupac song. That's just the way it is. Oh, good choice. Okay. All right. Well, guess what, guys? Uh, we've got a shout out. Someone is trying to keep themselves in the APDC headlines, and that <laughs> someone is the eighty-five nice. Bears Rule I seventy-six. Hope that's who it would be. <laughs> we see you out there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, I'm only going to cover one this week. He's actually done two new reviews. Well, we haven't recorded in a month. I know. <laughs> well, but so I know he's done two, but only one is showing up. His most recent one, and I'll cover that in our next recording session. Okay. Just uh, for content, time filler. Uh, but uh, the headline was, of course, "The Bears Rule." Yep. And the review statement was, "Always remember, no matter where you go, there you are." Now, do you get gents know what that's? Is that a Yogi Berra to? quote? No. No. I'm surprised you don't know this. Nope. Wherever you go, there you are. I know the I know the line, but I do not remember what it's from. So I've never seen this movie, but I knew this line was associated with this movie, and that's Buckaroo Banzai. Oh, into the, the eighth, eighth dimension. dimension. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. I haven't seen that it in movie, forever. That movie's crazy. Yeah, it's got uh, John Lithgow in that. So the scene, there's a nightclub scene, which introduces us to, I'm assuming, the female protagonist, Penny Pretty, who's the twin sister of Buckaroo Banzai's deceased wife. And uh, I don't know. That was the intro scene. He gives it. She t- she talks about how she wants to die, and he gives a long speech about why she shouldn't. And that's one of those. Wherever you go, there you are. <laughs> there, that's exactly right. I think and basically it- he was trying to encourage the crowd to quit picking on her. So this is at some strange nightclub where they're performing, and the crowd is picking on this poor suicidal woman, and he ste- he steps in and, and puts I, an end to it. And I think that legally, if your wife does die and she has a twin, you now get to marry that twin. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, that's a very old Western mentality. I believe that's probably biblical. That's probably <laughs> that sounds like something that's in the Bible. It's fucked up. Like I know there's stories where uh, if a woman, like a, a woman's wife died, or woman's wife, a woman's husband died, and then the brother gets to marry her or something, or has to. In Deadwood, didn't Timothy Oliphant's character marry his dead wife's sister or something? Or no, he married his dead brother's wife. Same thing. <laughs> okay. Well. So, hey, the Bears rule. We we know what you're up to. <laughs> <laughs> what did he? Oh, you just said what he said. Never mind. <laughs> see you. So, um, uh, we love that you do this. 
and we definitely don't think you should stop doing this. However, just know, in case you didn't know, that your new reviews just replace your old reviews. They <laughs> so, do, so they don't stay. <laughs> so they don't stay. So if you and iTunes is great. <laughs> so if you have the passion and energy to keep entertaining us with new reviews. Let me ask you this. Do you also have the passion and energy to open up brand new iTunes accounts? <laughs> <laughs> or perhaps borrow your wife, your cousin, somebody else's iTunes accounts and game the system for us? That would be great. But um, What if he doesn't listen and he just likes to leave reviews on random just, podcasts? <laughs> maybe so. We're, well, now it makes, I wonder if I can click through in iTunes to see all reviews by DeBear's Rule. He just spends one get... day putting the same review on a hundred different <laughs> maybe podcasts. That's, maybe that's true. Thank you. Uh, we're going to research this. Also, by the way, um, it looks like our listener appreciation goodies have at least started to yeah. show up in the United States of America. Uh, don't know. haven't seen any notes of, the, of outside the borders mm-hmm. of this country. But uh, please let us know as you get those or if they don't show up in the next, I guess, week or so. I don't know what's what. I mean, I would assume How it wouldn't take that long. How long does it take international U.S. posted? I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a month. You don't really? I wouldn't. That wouldn't shock me. Okay. That's crazy. It's nineteen fourteen. See, (laughs) don't send us any notes anytime soon. (laughs) (laughs) Give it a few weeks. Yeah, we've. I I love. I love to seeing it pop up on Twitter and and people posting pictures of it. It was great. And I noticed a spelling error. Oh, you're just going to tell everybody about it? Because nobody's <laughs> mentioned it. Well, I maybe they're just being nice. That's what I'm afraid. They're like, ooh, these guys are dumb. Ooh, and, look at this fucking uh, sack of shit. So, but you know what? I can tell at least the Ryan is is kind of, uh, you know, one insult away from driving off a cliff. So Throwing a, so tossing a noose over a rafter, <laughs> scratching out Ryan was here. <laughs> That's right. Brooks? Yes. <laughs> just a call. Oh, like, it's a callback. <laughs> I just called it back. Uh, anyway, uh, so I'll let, we'll make it a fun thing. If you see the typo, just let us know about it. I won't tell you what it is, but I will tell you it's it on is one of the three cards. Bad. <laughs> so it's not that bad. It's not. I didn't even notice it until yeah. you told me. I didn't notice it until I saw it posted on Twitter. And, and you were like, oh, no. I think I saw it on um, our Jet Judo friends, the... Um, Oh, the close Kuntosh? Close Kuntosh, yes. So send us back all the cars. <laughs> I'm going to mark it out with a Sharpie. <laughs> and make an editor's note. A little whiteout on it. All right, let's get into the episode. Last episode, you'll recall that uh, we opened up on a psychedelic wonderland that is Quintessa, or mm-hmm. Quintesson, Quintesson, depending on uh, how much of a dick you want to be. And beneath uh, a liquid energy sea, Hot Rod it buzzes down a school of aggressive mechanized piranha, some spirited spiked seaweed to ultimately find Cup being clinched by a large electronic leviathan. And after a few laser bolts to the face, the beast drops Cup and his parts, and that's where we kick things off. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's correct, sir. I'm Ed McManning this. <laughs> so, uh, Hot Rod and this uh, Kraken of sorts are engaged in battle. Immediately, the, the squid st- kind of reaches towards Hot Rod, grabs him, lifts him up. And Hot Rod just starts unloading the blasters on him. Yeah, and then uh, cuts that tentacle off at like uh, 4611, some more buzzsaw action. And I did actually... Which is cool looking. It is really cool. I did actually pause it and count, and the squid does have 10 arms. Oh, nice. So some some convergent evolution there. Way Way to be accurate, animators. I love when he smacks into the tentacle and... 
and there's like the metal on the outside is kind of a flesh, and then there's kind of you know like cables and metallic veins inside. inside. Yeah, yeah, that's very awesome. For a like. Actually, I'll keep going to the forty-six sixteen mark because the wrestling is continuing. This is a long shot for an animated uh, movie, at least as far as I can recall. When he sh- when uh, cup this whole sixteen-second hot- sequence, yeah, from the beginning of the minute up until about now. Hot Rod is shooting the uh, squid in the eye, That's and right. um, it explodes basically. He aims his arm exhaust. It's kind of a continuous pulsing shot into the eye. He holds mm-hmm. on. You kind of hear a deep bassy boom. And then uh, he releases the shot, and the squid's eye sizzles with electricity and cracks and then just disintegrates into shards, exposing the inner ocular mechanics of the eye. Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay. So after that happens, the squid roars, <laughs> which is so stupid. But it made me think of whenever, I don't know if you guys have seen Jaws, The Revenge, which is Jaws 4. I don't know if I have. So Michael Ke- no. Michael Caine. Um, it's the plot is ridiculous. Basically, they're like the plot is that the sharks are getting revenge on her family. They can smell their blood or something, and they travel all the way down to the Caribbean and it's chase personal? them. Yes, this time it's personal is the tagline. Um, but the the shark in that at the very on the denouement, uh, the shark roars like that, and I listen to them back to back, and I think it might be the same roar. Hmm. Which I will post that, and um, I know Caleb, you can't hear it or anything, and I'll show you. We can listen to it afterwards. I'll drop it in here, Aaron. But uh, yeah, it sounds almost identical. Okay, this is the sound of the squid from Transformers the movie. And this is the sound of that shark from Jaws the Revenge. Any questions? <laughs> David S. Pumpkins? Is that a character we and need the, to visit our the skeletons studio? are part of it. Yeah, let's jump on that bandwagon that's been beat to fucking death. The NES game, uh, Jaws, uh, it, the end of that is based on Jaws of Revenge, where they you stab, the, stab mm-hmm. the thing, and like they throw the depth charges, and you have to hit it, and the shark jumps out of the water, you stab the shark with the boat. That's how Jaws 4 ends. Oh, okay. Very stupid. Didn't know that. I do like that Nintendo I game. do like that game, too. That gets a lot of hate, but I like it. If you want to play a game for, like, 15 minutes and beat it, that's yeah. your game. It's true. It is an extremely easy game to beat yeah. when you know what you're doing. It's uh, quite simple. I think as a kid, I recall playing it for hours and being frustrated by it, but then we've played it as an adult and just knocked it right out. It helps whenever you can read how to beat the game. <laughs> it's true. So, oh, oh, one oh. other point. Uh, Jaws the Revenge, another movie with a colon in the title. Do they call it The Jaws, The Revenge? They do not. It's just Jaws, The Revenge. <laughs> so uh, we are at the 4620 mark, and at this point, the squid is starting to kind of uh, recoil in pain. He drops Hot Rod and does what I think we all kind of expected he might do, mm-hmm. which is uh, let out some ink. Yep. Let out some stank big, on this. Big cloud of ink, which, if you remember from last week in the script deviations, I don't know why I put that in last week's episode, but uh, the ink was a, quote, laser print ink stream which boils out in the water in a series of dots and X shapes which merge to conceal his retreat. What? Great. 
<laughs> yeah. They didn't they didn't I don't do understand that. that. They didn't animate that it turns out. That does it really for the squid and mm-hmm. uh Hot Rod kind of swims over to Cup as the as the ink mist sort of uh dissolves away and uh Cup is lying face down on the seafloor. He's been torn all to shit. He's missing a left leg and a right arm. He is a fucking mess. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'd ever noticed this before, uh, that he is sunk into, into the, the sand. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if that's an animation error or if that was intentional. The script deviations that we talk about do mention that he's sunk into sand. and But that doesn't make any sense. No. It those, does not. Those are sheets of metal on the seafloor. I mean, I guess if you want to say that, like, so, like maybe you know, some of the metal has oxidized and created a silt on the floor. I don't know. It doesn't appear that way in any other frame, but we'll go with it. Um, and here we are paused at forty six forty three, where he turns cup over, and I don't understand what's going on with his eyes. He's squinting. But like, there's no like the uh, the eyes. Okay, right there at forty six, forty four, or forty five, they are animated again. But prior to that, they just don't exist, and they only exist in like the animators colored them in in a real pale way. So I guess it's supposed to look like he's his eyes are closed and they're opening. Maybe but it's so. just it just always even as a kid bugged me that why not just have them drawn there? Hmm. I don't know. It bugged me. Like have a closed eye drawn effect. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I never even picked up on that. That's kind of interesting. Well, I am pedantic. Way to go. Uh, can Transformers close their eyes? Uh, well, they can narrow them, so I would think so. But when Optimus Prime dies, his eyes don't close. He just grays over and... It's true. Let's get to the bottom of this. Why would they even need to blink their eyes? Why do they need mouths? Why are bubbles coming out of their uh, was, mouth holes I as th- if they're breathing? I thought of that, too, because, uh, you know... They can survive in space. Obviously, they don't need oxygen. I cognitively reframed it as the bubbles are like, you know, there's air inside of him, like, just existing because there are, you know, spaces within his body. That's how I reconciled it. I was thinking maybe, I mean, there's obviously probably lots of motors and whatnot inside of them. Maybe that action needs air and expels air. Sure. Maybe that's part of it. Hey! Well, it can't need air because they live in space, but... Have we determined... Are they swimming in oil or water? Uh, in the script, it says it's an energon ocean, or like energy ocean or something like that. That makes more sense. If they were swimming in water, it would probably short circuit pretty quick. But if would you not like overload if you were in an energy ocean? <laughs> <laughs> like, he, hmm, hmm. They can't, in, the, in season three, they do get drunk on energon. Actually, they get drunk on energon in season one or two. To also, Megatron gets drunk, and the Decepticons get drunk on energon. Yeah. We should review that episode. Caleb, are you liking stuff on Facebook? I think I forgot to mute my phone. That's oh, why. Okay. I like that. <laughs> gotcha. Um, okay, so there is an animation error here that um, that I picked up on. Basically, earlier the cell indicates that it cup, it's Cup's left leg and right arm that were torn off. And as this sequence kind of progresses, they kind of they flip it, <laughs> and it's the right leg and the left arm mm. that's torn off. This like, is the first animation error we've seen. So if you <laughs> So if you look at it, that's a left arm and that's a right leg. Yep. Okay. It's a, it's a hot side hot and the cool side cool. Let's bring that back. Okay, here. Here's the first indicator. Oh, whoops. I didn't go over well. No, I liked it. <laughs> Aaron's manipulating the video. I um, can't pay I can't pay attention to your buffoonery. Walks towards cup. So in this picture, you can clearly see left leg torn off, right, right leg arm. torn off. Right arm. Left and right. 
Left leg, right arm. Left leg, right arm. Yeah. All right. Let's flip him over. Now it's right leg, left arm. No, left arm. Left, right yeah, leg, yeah, left right arm. leg, left arm. And then we switch again, at least partially. Here. And then that is a left now it's arm. Right and left leg. And left leg. God damn it, animators. <laughs> it's all over the place. Nelson Shin. So, so Cup says, "Fix me." Mm-hmm. He doesn't say please or anything. I well, mean, he's it's he's in pain, and presumably, again, we talk about how they don't need to feel pain, but it's uh, useful evolutionarily speaking. And like just him gathering up the parts, I'm just like he's like a Civil War surgeon, just picking up parts and throwing them on the butcher's bill. So Hot Rod's a good guy. He gets that his guy's in pain. He says that he's going to help out. And he picks up Cup's severed arm and leg and carries him off to... We'll find out next episode. Yeah, and where where Cup does say, fix me, I mean, this is the first time, and we'll see it later, in this in the movie or the show, I think. Well, there might have been some. In, no, there was some in the show. Of, like, um, putting... Like, it's real changeable what you can and can't fix on a, on a Transformer. Um, so this is fixable. It reminded me of the, and I only had it in digest form, the Marvel comic issue number three that was part of the miniseries, which is the one with Spider-Man and Gears. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a, a, in the, at the end of that book, Gears falls from a, a great height and like breaks into a bunch of pieces. And they gather, Optimus and the other guys gather him up and they're like, you know, he's not really dead. He's part, and the, they don't, for some reason, explain that they can bring him back to life, and Spider-Man thinks they're cold machines and aren't really alive because of that or whatever. And, uh, yeah, just, I, I don't know, that's what it reminded me of. I Actually, that that issue is interesting because in the in the, the four, like, the miniseries run-up, like, all other Marvel properties, they were in the same universe. Mm-hmm. And then later on, they completely cut the Transformers out of the Marvel universe, even though mm-hmm. there's G.I. Joe crossovers and shit. But, mm-hmm. like, in the letters page on Does this... G.I. Sh- Joe crossover with any of the superhero comics? I think so. Okay. I think minimally. But, like, uh, I think it's issue number 64... Uh, issue number 64 of the on the letters page, they politely ask you to forget that this ever happened and that they ever existed in the same universe. Gotcha. Uh, so I don't have any voice actors, as you can imagine, but uh, I did think this might be a good point to interject uh, my limited knowledge on Quintessa, or Quintesson, the planet that they're on. So we talked about this a little bit before. The movie never actually mentions the planet's name, but in the script, it is called Quintesson, and in the show, it is referred to as Quintessa. But um, the TF Wiki refers to it as the home planet of the Quintessons. It's also home to various deadly robotic creatures, all as twisted and malevolent as the Quintessons themselves. So it's just an evil planet? (laughs) Apparently. It uh, has the tendency to be destroyed, also, it mentions. uh, (laughs) I believe it is destroyed in Five Faces of Darkness, if I remember correctly. I think you're right. Um, Flint Dilly's idea for Quintessa was that it was not the original planet that the Quintessons originated, but merely the latest in a series of planets colonized by the Quintessons and subsequently claimed to be their home world. He envisioned all the sea creatures that we see in the movie as some of their evil discarded experiments. Makes sense. And uh, which actually it makes double sense thinking that I never put this together before. Every like the Quintessons themselves and everything that works for them has some like sea like that's true. Uh, like Quintessons are all tentacly and shit. You got Sharkicons, yeah. you got the Alicon guards, you got all this shit. I never really I don't know why like it didn't slap me in the face the the sea metaphors going on all over the place here, but 
which is what it sounds like is happening on the other end of that phone. Are you by the ocean? <laughs> Do you think he fell asleep? I don't know. It's not possible he fell asleep, right? <laughs> what is the, what is happening? He's got it. Is this real? <laughs> Are we being punked? What if this is him dying? Oh, well, we got it. <laughs> That's the literal death rattle. Oh. <laughs> you all right there? What's up? How we doing? <laughs> Dude, did you leave for a moment? I'm here. Here okay. we go. Oh, it sounded like you were like in an iron lung. <laughs> did you um, Did you fall asleep, Caleb? Maybe. <laughs> anyway, to wrap up, yes, it does make sense that they, the, um, you know, like Aaron said, yeah, they, 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 that is weird. The quintessence all have a, an a oceanic or like water component to them. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I never thought of that. One other thing I'll throw out there real quick, like, I need to go to my notes here. Uh, you know how we talked about the grabber that was used in, uh, in my script deviations that, grabbed Hot Rod and Cup's ship and actually brought it down. Yeah, the claw, if you will. Um, I found a picture online, Floro Dairy artwork, of that Oh, illustrated. We'll put that up on the on the podcast page. There it is. <laughs> it's exactly as described. <laughs> it is a claw coming out of a crevasse and trying to grab an Autobot ship. What are, there's like a little hole next to it with little eyes coming out. What does that note say next to that? It says, eyes... Of the grabber? Uh, eyes of the other grabber? Okay, so I guess these are eyeballs. Oh, they're eyeballs on the on the base of the claw. So this thing is sort of like, maybe it's semi-intelligent robotic life, but it has a, the grabber's on its head. Yeah. I don't know. All right. I, I don't know why this didn't make it to the screen. <laughs> nope, me either. So you know what it's time for. Rip D. Ebola. (laughs) All right. Well, I, as you know, uh, my script is a little bit closer into the finished, but there are still several entertaining deviations. And Ryan's is a wild ride. It's magnificent as it is in the early drafts. And and uh, I don't have too much that's really that different. It's just a couple script notes that I thought were funny. Um, he talk, it talks about uh, when Hot Rod shoots at the, at the squid that his shots, quote, plink off a couple tentacles. And after Hot Rod blasts the, quote, hideous optical sensor, the squid releases a laser print ink stream, which boils <laughs> in the water in a series of dots and X shapes. Yeah, <laughs> that, so that made it to made, that draft. Made it a while through there. And the script also mentions that Cup is half buried in the, quote, sand. But nah. So, I mean, yeah, I guess I'm, maybe that's not so much a deviation since it happened check, on the Check, screen. check, check. <laughs> all right, all right. So, Ryan, I hope you've got something way better than that. I got some interesting stuff. This was pretty short, actually. Uh, Hot Rod Neil, basically, it's the same thing. Um, you know, we he uses a sidearm to blast the squid, releases the laser print ink stream, as we said. Hot Rod lowers his head and blows the blast of air through his headpiece. The air blast clears the water of the ink, which mm. is like... So he's blowing air through his fucking face? <laughs> so weird. 
Oh, okay. And then that clears the uh, water, revealing Cup's head and torso half buried in the quote-unquote sand. Mm-hmm. Um, as Hot Rod kneels, he says, Cup, say something! Close on Cup's head as he turns his head to look up at Hot Rod and spits out a mouthful of sand. <laughs> what does this mean? Cup says, burbling as he speaks, but okay, I guess I didn't read this. Book. Cup says button, and Hot Rod says button, and Cup, but your lip differential and get me out of here. I'm starting to rust. <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> and then Hot Rod says, sure, Cup, right away. And then uh, as he speaks, Hot Rod extends one arm and sends out a visible magnetic wave which spreads and rapidly pulls Cup's scattered body parts together. (laughs) They clang and stick to Cup's head and torso in a jumble of odd part and machine ends. What? Well, that's fucking weird and silly. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Way to make this have no emotional impact at all. (laughs) And then, um... Uh, Hot Rod cradles Cup's head in the crook of his arm and starts ascending through the energy sea, scattering schools of curious metallic metallic peeper fish. The fish are cigar-shaped, long-nosed, one-eyed, and they peep, peep, peep like tiny chickens. (laughs) What the fuck? Peeper fish? I don't... What a weirdly specific detail that doesn't have to exist. Oh no. Jesus Christ. And I took the liberty of drawing a little design work of what I thought that would look like. Oh, hey, share that with the audience. I will share that and I'll send a text of it to Caleb. But... Oh, God. That made me laugh for a while. <laughs> and that's it. That's it, huh? Well, yeah. that's all you got. That's all you need. Uh, um, hmm. You know, uh, it's a shame that this house isn't haunted like it usually is because. <laughs> Maybe we'd get a visit from the. Oh. All right. So okay, we can. We can. I am the ghost of the iconic moment. <laughs> you know. Well, it looks like Caleb had to drop off. Uh, perhaps uh, it was all too much for him in his tender throat and lungs. <laughs> his fluid-filled lungs. <laughs> he might have drowned. In his own juices. Ugh. Uh, but I don't, I mean, to me, uh, just the ripped up cup, I guess, is it's kind of yeah, iconic. Um, let's see, I think I did, let me see what I wrote down. Uh, I'm going to pull an Aaron right now and say I just kind of like the whole sequence. <laughs> the whole minute is great. Like Hot Rod fighting this huge squid in a really cool and like, neat like animated sequence. Lots of techniques being used. And then, yeah, the saving cup. Totally, like Hot Rod totally unfazed to jump right into battle. Yeah. He's becoming the hero we always wanted him to be. That's right. He's not the hero that we need, but he's the one we deserve. (laughs) Or whatever that stupid Batman quote is. (laughs) Next time on the Autopod Decepticast. Well, if Caleb were here, he would be really excited right now, and I'd be telling him to strap in and get ready because it's time to take out the trash on the planet (laughs) of junk. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, despite overwhelming danger... Daniel continues to live. Deals with the danger. That's right. That's right. So uh, with that, uh, please uh, continue to listen to the show. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and tune in. Tell 
all your pals. Uh, you could follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all of them at APODDCast. And then, of course, our web presence at Autopod. Well, there's no at. It's just AutopodDecepticast.com. And if you're an iTunes user, please rate and subscribe. Ryan, what do we think we're tossing up on the old APODDCast oh, website this man. week? Oh, uh, man. Well, I'm we going to do... grabber picture. I'm going to do the grabber. I'm going to put the picture of my design, my Florodairy-esque design for the cigar peeperfish. I like that drawing. Um, I'll do... Oh, I'm going to do the side-by-side of the Sound of the Squid and the Jaws 4. Excellent. Um, and I'll just do a little plug right here for myself. If you want to see some funny videos, go to YouTube and search for Ryan Jet too. It's, I don't wait. Maybe not too. Ryan Jet. It's I'm not the one who's the MMA fighter. <laughs> Hang on. Let me just see what would happen if I randomly Google Ryan. Well, I think you are subscribed to me. Oh yeah. Oh, if you Google me, just Ryan Jet <laughs> MMA fighter. I don't remember you fighting Dewan Owens, Ryan. It was a rough bout. Who who came out on top? wow it's all that guy there's also i think a ryan jet who murdered someone so that's fun well i see this ryan uh, knives death and a famous name ryan jet had two felonies pair gets 16 years and sdsu stabbing great that's great go to youtube and google ryan jet and see what happens okay ryan jet it's gonna be a lot of mma (laughs) mma mma let's see how many mmas then we get to you as a whoa i don't want to say your subscriber number out loud i don't want to you to seem like i'm bragging on you or anything Mm, yeah it's pretty high um (laughs) yeah it's like it's on the first page though if you google if you uh put in ryan jet on youtube in the search bar you'll find me and uh, i just have some videos up there to me going to new york and, and and seattle and just some stupid shit me running around in the snow and my fucking being funny yeah, being a, fun, cons- being a funny fuck. Do you consider yourself funny? <laughs> I you like to think so. a lot of content. I have a fair amount, yeah. Holy jeez. I think I have seen all of this. Yeah. Let me see. If I have a favorite video, what is it? I also I do have something up there uh, whenever uh, Wes and I went to Jeff City for the, uh, the, eclipse, the total eclipse in August. I have a pretty cool video of that up there. So that's pretty neat. And, you know. I say start with Upscale Bartending 101. And it just is probably the best. Keep moving. And it's the oldest. It's like seven years old. Uh, it says four years four. ago. That's different. <laughs> different. <laughs> All right. Fake news. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you. Caleb buddy. will be back next week. Don't worry. Bye. Or he will not. Bye, bye, bye. bye. R.I.P. Caleb. Let him, uh, let him talk. Hello? Uh, yeah, I just got here. Okay. I was hoping to call in to the show. <laughs> well, I have you on speakerphone and we're recording. Have you started, you haven't started the episode yet? No, we haven't. Oh, okay. <laughs> you sound great. I was hoping that, you know... Get in on the action a little bit. <laughs> How do you want to do that? Maybe, maybe I'd make a joke or something. <laughs> okay. Do you have one prepared? I'll, I'll just wing it, you know. How I do. <laughs> so, are you saying you'd like to be left? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Are you saying you'd like to just be left on speakerphone this this whole recording session? Oh, I don't know about that. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, we're getting ready to start. It's up to you guys. (laughs) You'd have to hold the phone up to the mic, I guess. Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. (laughs) It sounds pretty good coming through the headphones. Let's kick it off, then. (laughs) Do you even know what minute we're going to... You can't... You won't be able to hear the minute. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> Does it ever really matter with me? <laughs> All right, I'm going to get a drink, and then I'll come back. And we'll like start. Cut our intro. <laughs> get the others. <laughs> All right, well, you just wait around and talk, Caleb. It's by, You're by yourself right now. You could do your own after dark. <laughs> Is everybody ready for a good time? I am. Who wants some Yusinex? I do. Yeah. How about an antibiotic? Oh, yeah. Have yourself some medication. Settle in with Transformers after dark. <laughs> Um, I do have a funny story before we start about last weekend. Um, I had sex. <laughs> and uh, Wait, wait, wait. Shul intercourse? <laughs> yeah, in Why the, did I call in? <laughs> in the pussy. Um, so Wes and I had sex. And uh, after we were done, I, you know, I like to be a funny fuck. And um, after uh, we were done, I was pulling the condom off, but instead of, like, pulling it off like a human, like, unrolling it like a person would, I start stretching the end of it as far, like, just to snap it off to pull it so it, like, pops off. But I got to about, oh, an arm length away from my body, and then the tip snapped off, and the rest of it slammed back into my dickhead. And it bruised my penis head for, like, three days. I'm glad this happened. You deserve that. <laughs> it was pretty, It was probably the most intense, um, brilliant, like short-term pain I've ever felt in my life. I have a suspicion you're gonna be develop a fetish for watching people <laughs> fall down, and wh- while you're snapping, while you're like snapping condoms on your cock. He's gonna tie. He's gonna put a nail on one side of a doorway and tie the condom to that one side, and then stretch his <laughs> like body a, all the way over to the other side to create a dick tripwire of sorts. Like yeah. whenever you pull a tooth as a kid. Yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> did anybody ever do that? I tried it. I can't remember if it worked or not. I I did not because uh, that looks it's horrifying. That seems crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrifying. Uh, so. Uh, Couple things, uh, you and West using rubbers. Good for you guys. Yeah, so I need to get fixed oh, okay. so that I cannot do that because I don't enjoy it. Yeah, that's nobody nice. likes condoms. Well, I think that's been uh, in the history books for a long time. Yeah. Oh, what could feel nicer than to have sex with saran wrap on your cock? <laughs> 
Even women don't like them. Does, does uh, and Wes has doesn't care about you telling these stories. Nope. About her as a sexual being. She uh she laughed for a while about that, which actually was all I in, I wanted anyway, was to make her laugh. So it worked out. Congratulations. It was crazy painful. Caleb, have you been uh, banging your wife while you've been sick <laughs> last week? Let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah, I can't get enough of it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> can't get enough super golden puss. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, it's, it's, what can I say? Love is in the air. <laughs> it sounds like a disease is in the air. Well, pneumonia's in my lungs. So how did, I mean, do you know where you got pneumonia? And usually pneumonia is a secondary infection when your body is already compromised. Like a lot of people get pneumonia yeah. after having influenza. I had, I think I had flu. I went to the doctor and tested negative for it. They gave me some, they gave me some uh, nasal steroid. Mm-hmm. Then, and then I, and then a couple of days later, I developed a horrible chest infection. <laughs> and being that I, I'm prone to do this, I had a huge meeting at work. <laughs> And I ignored my ailments. Oh, no. And I went to Kansas City for this huge meeting that I was preparing for. And I thought maybe I'd be okay by then, and I was not. And the second day of the meeting in Kansas City, I told my boss, I said, I think I'm going to go to the urgent care. And and she said, I think you're going to go home now. (laughs) Please don't return. And so I went home. Well, I, I drove you know, 200 miles to urgent care and was promptly diagnosed with pneumonia. So, yeah, I probably should have went back to the doctor mm. when I had received, uh, once it got worse. But I was given a, I was giving all clear on flu and nothing else. So I was like, screw it. Maybe it's just a residual from the sickness. Mm-hmm. Well, it was. The problem is that it ended up, like you just said, Leading to something worse. Um, I like to think that um, they gave you this nasal spray for the flu, and then as you after you left the office, the nurse was like, "Oh fuck, we gave him the pneumonia spray instead." <laughs> Don't tell him; he'll sue. What, so they just have like in your mind, they just have bottles of pneumonia sprays. Yeah, like the CDC, where they have it to t- to study, but instead, it's, it's sitting in the refrigerator with the vaccines and the and the. I mean, just like the AIDS injections that the government's invected, injected into poor what? people. Yeah, the FEMA death camps. Okay. I don't think that you guys have a clear concept <laughs> of what Mix's urgent care is like. It's like, uh, it's like a Mad Max, like a Thunderdome. <laughs> Tina Turner. So spin the wheel, Raggedy Man. Oh god! What if we record are recording Caleb's last words? I mean, who better the, to share it with than our than our listeners? Would, that would might make would, that might make it go viral. <laughs> like, no pun intended. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I totally went viral. Literally. Put that it on a T-shirt. A, it would be a great honor. My last words to be on the autopsy Okay, I just want to make that clear that I'm glad that we've got that on recording. So that means that when we do broadcast your death moments, this isn't being, it's not us just trying to, you know, sort of 
uh, drag your memory out for views and hits. Like a quasi-fame cash grab. And this was your dream and desire. What do I care? I'll be good. I don't care what you guys do. You know, I'm just saying that it's not about, I want you to care. I want you to want this because your family will definitely <laughs> Sue? drag us through the mud on this. I'm going to try to sell your body to some necrophiliacs. Then I'll have no pants and never want to see my bruised dick. Um, I appreciate I'll, nobody laughing at that. Well, yeah, well, I'm trying to talk about, we were talking about my death. Yeah. When you have to walk your bruised dick into it. <laughs> God, I bring it about myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. You want to ask him to start?